you know. So cost classification, if we look at it by nature, we said by nature, what did we say? Material cost, uh -huh. labor cost, and then expenses. Then by behavior, what have we said? Fixed cost, variable cost, semi-fixed, and then step cost. Now let's go to the third one, which is according to function. According to function. So by function. So this is the classification of cost according to the departments that incur the cost. So that's the definition. The classification of cost according to the departments that incur the cost. The classification of cost according to the departments that incur the cost. That is what we mean by function. So here, example of that can be what? Production cost for the production department. Okay? Um, sales and uh, distribution cost for that department. Administrative cost for the day-to-day -day running of the business. Etc. 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 So that is by function. Nothing magical there. Nothing uh, other. Now, these are the three broad classification of cost. But there are certainly some other ways that cost can be classified. So cost can be classified in based on normality. Or what we mean by based on the systems that we are using. Now, under normality, we can classify costs. This is where we classify costs into normal costs and what? Abnormal cost. So what is a normal cost? And what is an abnormal cost? Any ideas? Normal cost and abnormal cost. So the fourth thing is normality or systems. We are classifying the cost based on the efficiency of the system or normality. So normal cost, what we say is a normal cost? Normal, everything normal is normal, right? <laughs> so what we say? It's a cost that is expected. Mm -hmm. To be incurred under usual production processes. It is the cost expected to be incurred under usual uh, production processes. The cost expected to, incur, to be incurred under usual production processes. It's called normal cost. So if I say I'm expecting to incur a cost of $2,000 anytime I produce a furniture or a table, that is my what? Normal cost. That is what I am expecting to incur. Meaning that my system, if my systems don't fail me, my conditions don't fail me, the production system are working the way I have purported them to work, then this is the cost I'm going to be incurring. But we come to the second one, which is abnormal. What do you think is abnormal? <laughs> abnormal cost. Mm -hmm. 
the cost that is above the budget of the company. Somebody was also saying something. Unexpected. Were you saying something? Okay. Unexpected cost. Unexpected cost that we incur. Okay. Okay. So really, what are the causes of abnormal cost? He said above the budget of the company. He also said unexpected cost. So what are the causes of abnormal cost? What will happen so that I can I will incur more than two thousand dollars for my furniture? Inflation or exchange rate, certainly. Yes, anybody was saying something? Okay, a breakdown in your machine. So, unexpected breakdown in your machine. Okay. Inferior. When you buy inferior material, it's going to affect the finished product. So, all of these things are causes of what? Abnormal cost. So, to put it in a definition, we say that abnormal cost is the Additional cost incurred over and above the normal cost. Abnormal cost is the additional cost incurred over and above the normal cost. Abnormal cost is the additional cost incurred over and above the normal cost. Then, we can also classify costs based on the ability to be controlled. So, controllability. I'm spending much time on these things. So I will end on this one. Controllability. So, this is where we have what we call controllable cost and what? Uncontrollable cost. So, what are controllable costs? What are controllable costs? Mm -hmm. What are controllable costs? Any ideas? What are controllable costs? When you hear the word control, what comes to your mind? You recall that a, a manager has influence over him. That's correct. So, controllable costs are costs that can be influenced by the decision of what? Management. So these are costs that can be influenced by the decision of management. So what would be some examples of controllable costs? Costs that can be influenced by the decision of management. Material cost is controllable, isn't it? So I can decide the kind of wood I want to use for this table. Either wawa, odum, or plywood. I will still get my table. Labor cost. It's some, sometimes it is under our control. Because we can decide how much we will pay what? The labor. But there are some labor we cannot go beyond the minimum, sorry, below the minimum requirement. Just that we can control that one. Then there are some overhead expenses also that we can want to control. In relation to electricity. So we can decide to buy uh, energy efficient machines or energy efficient ball or energy efficient uh, fans. Are you getting it? So that we will minimize our cost. That is called controllable cost. Cost that we can influence by our decisions. The last one, uncontrollable cost. So the reverse of that. These are decisions, sorry, these are costs that cannot be what? Controlled by 
management decision. These are costs that cannot be controlled by management decisions. These are costs that cannot be controlled by management decisions. Alright, so there are other basis of classification, but I will just end on this one. Now, these are theory things, and the examiner can put you there for 10 marks. You don't know. He can just put you there to test your fundamentals. And if your fundamentals are weak, ICU will reveal that to you. <laughs> so, fundamentals is very important. So, the examiner can just bring a question. Um, describe the classification of cost. 10 marks. Never. Until one say we decide nature, behavior, function, controllability, and then you go for it. I'll be getting the idea. So these are the uh, cost classification. Now, the third thing that is in line with cost is that beyond all these classifications that we've done, Cost can further be classified into what we call direct cost and then indirect cost. And this is what leads us to our objectives as management accountants. So let's look at direct costs and indirect costs. Differences between direct cost and indirect cost. Yes? More feeding in the community. What are the differences between direct cost and indirect cost? Cost center or cost unit? Some of them will remember. Into what is a cost center? <laughs> what is a cost unit? They're going to have unit cost. They're going to have profit center. They're going to have revenue center. You're supposed to know all of these things. I don't even know why. You're supposed to know all of these things. So before we come here, let's take these things. What is a cost center? What is a cost center? Mm -hmm. Okay, give me an example of a cost center. Maybe the example will help. <laughs> give me an example of a cost center. What do you think? A department. A department, uh huh? National department. Okay, so a department. What else? A machine can be a, a, a cost center. Group of people undertaking a job. So a team can be what? A cost center. So let's take the definition. Cost center. It can be defined as a department, a location, or a machine. It can be defined as a department, a location, or a machine to which cost may be allocated, to which cost may be allocated, to which cost may be allocated. That's a cost center. So we will give an example, a department, a machine, a group of people. So that's a cost center. What is a cost unit? What is a cost unit? Mm -hmm. What is a cost unit? 
It is defined as the quantitative units of a product. The quantitative units of a product to which cost may be ascertained. The quantitative units of a product to which cost may be ascertained. Cost units. The quantitative units of a product to which cost may be ascertained. A quantitative unit of a product to which cost may be ascertained. So example of a cost unit is a bar of soap. Okay? A bar of soap is a cost unit. So the machine I am using for my furniture is a cost center. The department that is producing the furniture is a cost center. But a furniture is what? A cost unit. I'll be arranging it. So the quantitative unit of a product to which cost may be what? Ascertained or allocated. Unit cost. So we are saying money more. Unit cost. What's unit cost? A single unit of what? Output. So unit cost is the cost of a single unit of output. The cost of a single unit of output. So how different is a unit cost and another cost unit? <laughs> so this is the cost we incurred in producing a single DEX. Okay. That is the unit cost. But cost unit is the quantitative unit of a product to which cost may be ascertained. Okay. Indeed, if I ask, how much did I spend on this DEX? Then I'm asking of the unit, unit cost. But if I ask, how much cost did I, will we incur on a DEX? Or on DEXs, sorry, yes, on DEXs, then I'm referring to what? Cost unit. Then we come to revenue center. Revenue center. Revenue center. Now look at the name. If cost center is a department, a location, a machine to which cost may be ascertained, and the revenue bear there, we use Department and um, yes, it's a department or units mm -hmm. where revenue are accumulated. Are accumulated or what? Collected. So it's simply a department, okay, in an organization or of an organization which is responsible for the collection of what? Revenue. Simple. So it's a revenue center. A department responsible for the collection or accumulation of revenue. Then we come to profit center. What do you think a profit center will have? Listen to the name, profit. So what do you think they do? The, I think the profit is talking about the profit and then the cost. So they incur both costs and also they take what? Revenue, yes, or sales. That is why they'll be able to what? make profit. So profit center can simply be a department or a location to which cost is allocated, which is also responsible for the collection of what? Revenue. To which cost is allocated, which is also responsible for the collection of revenue. Then the last one in the league of these things is investment center. Investment center. So, the branch of a bank is a profit center. Then, um, 
maybe the customer service department can be a cost unit. Okay? All of those various departments can be a cost unit or can be a cost center. Then the revenue center may be the teller. Is that revenue? That's actually a liability though, but let me just take it as their revenue, right? Then the investment center is just like a cost center, but here management have the responsibility to make what? Investment decisions. So in addition to collecting cost, sorry, collecting revenue in current cost, they also make what? Investment decisions. That's why it's an investment center. So in definition, we will say that it is defined as a cost center where managers make investment decisions. It is defined as a cost center where management also make investment decisions. So it's just like, like a cost center, but you are also making an investment decision. Okay, so these are also another fundamentals we need to get. So let's come back. Eric said something. The first difference between direct and indirect costs is that direct costs can be traced or allocated to a particular We wouldn't say product, but we say cost center. To a particular cost center or cost unit. Makes sense? So a cost center. So you can trace all the costs you are incurring to the machine. You can trace all the costs you are incurring to the department. You can trace all the costs you are incurring to the team. So that is a direct cost. So the reverse is true. These are costs that what cannot simple be traced to a particular cost center or cost so direct cost can be traced indirect cost cannot be traced what else what else the summation of direct cost gives what that's correct the summation of direct cost gives prime cost, whilst the summation of indirect cost gives correct. Indirect cost gives overheads. So that's the second difference we can talk about. Third, direct costs are usually controllable costs, true or false? Because they are direct, so we can control them. So they are usually controllable. So direct costs are controllable, whilst indirect costs are not controllable. Please, in case you don't see anything, you can tell me. So I can write in gibberish on the board. What else can we say? If it comes to total cost of a product, which of these two takes a greater portion? The direct cost. So we say that direct cost amounts to greater proportion of total cost, whilst indirect cost represents 
and less proportion of total cost. Let's add one to make it five. What's the fifth thing we can have? Can be phase or allocated, adapt to prime cost, controllable, greater portion. What else can we add? Okay, maybe let's just end it on that. It's a fair point. It is from this that we can write what we call the cost sheet or the cost card. So on the cost sheet or the cost card, we're going to have direct cost. Direct material cost, direct labor cost, and then direct expenses. These three, when we add it up, it gives us a prime cost. Then we add factory overheads. And under factory overheads, we can have, that is the indirect cost, and we will do various overheads calculation. Then we'll get total factory or production cost. Then we will add non-production overheads. What are some examples of non-production overheads? Selling and what? Distribution. Distribution. Admin. Finance. Admin. So these are non-production. We add it to it. And that gives us the total cost. Then our profit percent will come. When we add profit to that, we'll get a selling price. We'll get a selling price. So this is the cost card or the cost sheet. This is the cost card or the cost sheet. So, when it comes to overheads, from the differences between direct and indirect, we've seen that the overheads represent the summation of the indirect costs. 
But one thing that happens is that at the end of the day, we need to now apportion or share that overhead cost among cost centers and what? Cost units. But the big question we ask ourselves is, okay, uh, so there are levels of our apportion, uh, levels of accounting for overheads. So we have allocation. Allocation of overheads means charging of overheads to a particular cost center or cost unit. Then we have apportionment of overheads. Apportionment of overheads has to do with sharing of overheads between cost centers and cost units. Then the, the next level is what we call absorption of overheads. This has to also do with calculating of a, an overhead absorption rate which is used to absorb the overhead. So our focus at this level is not to talk about the allocation, not to talk about the apportionment because these are primarily now level one staff, but to talk about absorption of overheads. of overheads, there are what we call basis of absorption of overheads. And so when we are dealing with the basis of absorption of overheads, it means we'll be calculating what we refer to as the overhead absorption rate. The overhead absorption rate generally has the formula as the budgeted overheads. When I write O slash H, it means overhead. So the budgeted overhead divided by budgeted activity. Now when I say activity here, this is the general formula. There are six bases of absorption of overhead. So we can absorb overhead according to direct material cost. So when we are absorbing overhead based on direct material cost, then the overhead absorption rate is equal to still budgeted overhead divided by, now let me make it this way, total budgeted overhead. Okay, let's make it that way so that you will know it is total. So total budgeted overhead divided by budgeted direct material cost times 100%. Now be careful here. What it means is that the answer is going to be X percent of direct material cost. Make sense? So let me crunch some numbers here so we understand what we are doing. In the absorption of overhead, this is what happens. There is a, a, a budget data and there is an actual data. So let's say on the budget level, our overhead total is, say, $300,000. Then let's say direct material cost is, say, $20,000. Direct labor cost is, say, $400,000. Oh, it can't be B, Joe, uh, Let me do this $30,000. Then let me do this um, $300,000. Let me do this $250,000. Let me do this... Then direct expenses. Okay, let me remove direct expenses. Let me do machine hours. Let me say 500 hours. Then let me do um, production units. And let me say uh, 1,000 units. 
Let me do actual direct material cost ten thousand, direct labor cost twenty thousand, direct expenses thirty thousand. Um, machine hours. Machine hours. Let me say two hundred hours. Production units. Let me say three hundred units. So let's see. What? Why are we doing this? Because if I say we should calculate the total cost for this product, it is going to be from the cost sheet we prepared, we will bring the direct material cost. How much is that? 10,000, right? Direct labor cost, the actual, 20,000. Direct expenses, that is how much? 30,000. Giving us a prime cost of how much? 60,000. Then the question is, remember after prime cost from your cost sheet, what are we supposed to bring? Overheads, isn't it? So we will say add factory overheads. The factory overhead figure you will bring here is where this information comes in. That is why you have to calculate the overhead what? absorption rate. So now, calculating the overhead absorption rate using the direct material cost, the formula is total budgeted over Budgeted direct material cost times what? 100%. So if I want to calculate the overhead absorption rate using the direct material cost, then my overhead absorption rate figure will be equal to the total overhead, 30,000, mm -hmm, divided by, what did we say? Budgeted direct material cost. What is my budgeted direct material cost? 300,000. Times it by 100. Can I have an answer, please? Ten percent. So ten percent of direct material cost. Ten year. Until I make sure I have X percent of direct material cost. So ten percent of direct material cost. What is the direct material cost? It means the factory overheads we bring here. Okay, will be ten percent of the actual direct material cost. And that will give us what? 1,000. And so my total or my factory cost will be what? 7,000. Sorry, 61,000. Do you understand, please? Does it make sense? So the reason why we are doing this absorption thing is to calculate that factory figure. And the only way we can calculate the factory figure is there are various bases. One of them is according to direct material cost. In the question, you know, the other amount, the one that will be given to you, that is what you want calculate. Number two, we can calculate it based on direct labor cost. So the overhead absorption rate according to direct labor cost will be what? Total budgeted overhead divided by budgeted direct labor cost. Anytime there is cost, cost, it should be times 100%. So what will be my answer? X percent of direct material cost. We could do the calculation and it will follow the same idea and we'll get our answer. Third one, using prime cost. 
So if we are using prime cost, what do we say? Overhead absorption rate will be equal to still. The numerator never changes, okay? Budgeted overhead divided by budgeted prime. prime cost. Because there is a cost times 100. So this time around, if you are calculating the overhead absorption rate using prime cost, you will add the direct material and the direct what? Labor. So it will become 30,000 divided by 550,000 times 100. And that will give you the answer. Number four, using machine hours. So if you are using machine hours, or what we call machine hour rate, sometimes it's called like that, machine hour rate. So overhead absorption rate using machine hours will be, still the numerator remains the same, budgeted overhead divided by budgeted machine hours, this time we won't multiply by any hundred. So our answer will be X dollars per machine hour. Okay? X dollars per machine hour. Now, how is that supposed to be? So let me do that one. Overhead absorption rate using machine hours. What do we say? Budgeted overhead. Still 30,000. Divided by, what is the budgeted machine hours? 500 hours. What do I have, please? What's that, sign? $60 per what? Hour. In the $60 per hour, to calculate the total cost, the total actual cost, I already have my prime cost. So let me bring it up. From here, it will change. $60,000. So the only thing that will change is the factory overhead. So when I say add factory overhead, I'm going to say the rate is $60 per hour. So $60 times the actual machine hours. 200 hours. What do I have? 12,000. 12, so my total cost will be what? 72,000. That's the fourth thing. That's the fourth thing. So direct, direct material cost, direct labor cost, prime cost, machine hour rate. Then the fourth, fifth thing is direct labor hours, which is the, the, the one that we'll be using most, direct labor hours. Can I rub this or somebody is writing it? Is it? Okay. So that will be overhead absorption rate equals total budgeted overhead divided by budgeted direct labor R. Direct labor R. So what will my answer be? X dollars per direct labor R. The same thing. So this time around, you do 30,000 over the direct labor R. I didn't give that, but if it is given, you will use that state. Then the last one is to use what we call production units. Meaning you are going to be absorbing the cost based on what? The units produced. And so that is going to be overhead absorption rate will be equal to 
still total budgeted overhead divided by budgeted production units. So this time around, my answer will still be X dollars per production unit. X dollars per production unit. So these are the six bases of absorption of overhead. We will be using this under limiting factor analysis possibly. We may be using it under relevant costing analysis and we may also be using it under budgeting. So it is very important for us to understand how these six bases are used in order to arrive at the cost of a product or a service.